Fred. All right. Fred. Wait, sorry. <laughs> what do you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Janice. It's just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in. Yeah, they'll talk every once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was already uh, happened right away. It kind of well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way: Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Welcome in everybody to another edition of Open Book here on Game On Wisconsin. Here, as always, Zach and Jen joining me. At the end of the regular season, I cannot believe we are already here. It's a little bit depressing if you think about it, but it was a good season. So that's what's most important. But before we jump into that, how you both doing? Obviously, we'll start with Jen because that's just obvious. We do that, but then, you know, you guys never actually get to say how no, you're we, doing. We'll but exactly. We'll get to that. We'll make sure. Okay. We'll actually make sure that, you know, it's not just me. No, I'm good. I mean... Yeah, we're not coming off of a, a win or anything this week, but we also don't have to play this week, which is super nice because they're number one seed. And yeah, it's a little bit uh, de-stressing, I guess. You know, obviously there's a lot happening with the team. So having that buy is extra important. But yeah, I mean, hard not to be happy right now with the way things are going. Yeah, I totally agree. Zach, how about you? How have you been? Very important question. Thanks, Eli, for the sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been good. I was good before I got into the stream yard, and fucking both of you greeted me with this lack of this lack of energy. Both of you, you need. Where's where's the goddamn energy? We need light. Zach acts like he joined the stream yard. Like, all right, let's go. Showtime. He joined, joined and was just as relaxed as the I rest of us in a state of confusion because I thought my mic was messed up, and then I saw Andrew sitting there looking all depressed, and you were sitting there looking all sad and depressed, and I need. No, that that isn't us. I'm ready to go. I guess that's yeah. just my resting face is just sad. <laughs> I rushed in here with about 30 seconds to go, so I had to build up my my energy, but I'm here. I'm ready for a good show. Oh, thank you, Ben. You're here. Oh, you're yeah. here for the first time as a married man. Well, Not as, married as an married. engaged engaged <laughs> man. Close enough. It's, yeah. the, it's the same thing. It, it's close it's enough. The same. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Ben, and everyone else wishing me uh, congratulations. It's a fun week, to say the least. I, w- I really I missed last week's show. I wanted to jump on right at the end of my uh, little situation. Just, just didn't Eli. Know. This guy. You're getting engaged, Eli. He's, Eli's like at an engagement party, and he's going to join on his phone like, yeah. hey, guys, yeah. like his, creep, his like creepy Slenderman because join. I mean, <laughs> we just came off, you know, a, a 37 to 10 win over the Vikings. There was a lot of good things to talk about, so I felt like I missed out a bit. But No divisional number one seed clinching win is more important than the person you're going to spend your life, the rest of your life with, Eli. That is so, very true. Are you sucking up to her because you know that she watches every show? <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. not. I do. I as as one of Eli's brothers, I do have an obligation to make sure that she likes me as well. So yeah, that's true. yeah, she's our she's our future co-host in law. Mm-hmm. So exactly. She and, she uh, will be family. Yeah, she I'm sure is watching right now, and uh, yeah, I'm sure she's very happy about about all of this. But yeah, so uh, see, uh, 
as you can see. Oh shit, she's here. <laughs> Roger, I mean, Mariah, I don't know about that. Look, I, I do have a lot of love for Aaron Rodgers, but not that kind of love. <laughs> we did hear the story about how she could have taken a picture with Aaron Rodgers and didn't. Yes. Yeah. She <laughs> but Eli still proposed, so he must really love her. <laughs> yeah. Went for Olivia Munn over Aaron Rodgers. A little bit painful, but um, I understand, you know, look, you got to, you got to go for what you want. I know I went for what I wanted four times. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, either oh way. Gosh. Um Let's get to some football. And like Ben said, we're not coming off a win, but I don't think any of that really matters. I think what's most important is what we saw in the first half, which was mostly good football. And then we'll get to some of the injury news in a little bit. But just let's recap the Lions game real quick. And let's we'll first focus on the starters, and then we'll look a little bit at Jordan Love in the second half. But, um, Zach, did you see everything you were hoping to see out of the starters in this game and I wasn't on the show last week. What was your real quick? What was your opinion? Should they have played? Should they have not have played? Where were you on that side? Oh, I was 100% in favor of playing. Zach you was start guys? to finish play. Thank you. Did I say start to finish? I didn't say start to you finish. You said play the whole game. I don't recall saying that, but either, I'm, either way. I'm 90% sure you did. Well, there's still a 10% No, you probably chance, didn't. But... I probably just, you know, making that up, but. Yeah. I wanted them. I figured you get, a, you know, a good number of snaps in. I, the big story, obviously, like with the offense, like you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out sharp. You know, Devontae Adams is going to come out and do his thing. But the main story is obviously how David Bakhtiari holds up, and he plays. He played twenty-seven snaps before coming out and heading directly into the blue medical tent. And everyone kind of like freaked out because he was followed by a trainer. But I think that was more so just like them seeing like yeah, hey, just how, like a how, standard how evaluation. Yeah, pretty much. Like, hey, how you feeling? You think you can keep going? But as Matt Lafleur said, he was just fatigued. And he like looked he's not like, going to go out there and then like knock it. And if you, medically you come checked. off one more time, I'm going to commit arson. Okay. <laughs> Might have to do it then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I forgot forgot where I was even going. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate yeah, it. Cut off. All right, arson. Talking about Bakhtiari, but yeah, I mean, I was a bit nervous. Yes. But yeah, go ahead. yeah, he looked he looked like he didn't skip a beat. He was coming out that first play in pass protection. He he was moving well on his legs and Aaron Rodgers, he had like more time in the pocket than I, than I had seen like all season. Normally their whole thing is like, you know, drop back, hit your first read. He's hitting guys right out of his drop, you know, getting the ball out fast. But that first opening drive was like very out of character from the Aaron Rodgers We've seen the last couple of years. Like he was moving like around in the pocket. He was extending plays. Yeah. He looked like, he looked like, I don't want to say he reverted back to the Mike McCarthy version of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. but you know, with but the yeah. whole off script type of thing, but you know, he's, extending the play and that's obviously a good sign uh for his toe mm -hmm. um which he says he said today that he's as close to 100 as he can be and next week he'll be at 100 but yeah the, with the starters i mean he went 14 of 18 you pretty much saw everything you wanted to see from them i mean there's really there's really no complaints like this game as far as i'm concerned that game ended after alan lazard's uh alan lazard's yeah. touchdown and the which, second the starters came like out. yeah yeah <laughs> it was beautiful little <laughs> See, I yeah, think man. offensive wise, it was like expect what we expected to see, and it was nice to see like Bakhtiari and Myers get in there. But defense, I was a little bit more concerned just because it's like those are your starters, and they didn't look that great against the Lions, which is a little frustrating. But you also have to remember there was no Devonder Campbell, which is obviously huge for that defense. But you just really hope that they can step it up because I mean Savage has just been 
kind of one of those guys that I really watch every game because he's been kind of a, a frustrating player. You know, he can play better than he has been. But yeah, there were just some things on that defense that I was like, I mean, I know this game doesn't really mean anything necessarily, but it's still those practice reps, if anything. And that was a little bit frustrating, but I'm sure that they'll probably be in a different mindset going into the playoffs. So I'm glad you mentioned Devondre Campbell because him not being there, I feel like flies under the radar, obviously, which is crazy because he's Devondre freaking Campbell. But I mean, as far as like what he does for those other 10 guys, making sure that they're in their spots, they know Mm -hmm. what their assignments are kind of, you know, whatever he sees in front of him, he relays the communication to the rest of the guys. And that, that communication was uh, such a big reason why the Packers were so good for like the first, you know, two months of the season before they kind of, you know, went downhill. But um yeah, that not having that communication was a big factor. And I also feel like a lot of the guys on defense, as far as the starters go, I feel like they just kind of like checked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they weren't they weren't playing meaningful regular season football. And obviously, you know, it's it's different when you're talking about athletes. Like they're they're going full speed 24-7 all the time, regardless if it's a meaningless game or not. But in this case, I just feel like you know, they were kind of already looking ahead. They were looking away to this this first round playoff by they were looking ahead to whoever they're going to play in the divisional round and you know i'm not putting a ton of stock in what we saw from from the starting defense yeah well, no i'm I not think, i think it's just you know take those reps at 100 percent. don't yeah well, you're wrong take dude. it halfway well <laughs> i'm just saying like if you're taking the rep if like if you're gonna have your stars out there just have them play up yeah, to their potential well, don't go out there and let i, I see both sides you. of it because, yeah, I mean, it, I definitely didn't love seeing 37 from the Lions. But at the same time, I do think as a defender, like you're just not when, when you know it's technically meaningless. And I think more importantly than it's meaningless, but you're at the end of the game, the most important thing is that you come out of it healthy. You're not going to go be trying to lay guys out, really putting in 110 percent effort on every single snap at, at the line, trying to beat the offensive lineman in front of you you know, risking any kind of injury at all. Like, I'm sure coaches were much more on top of them saying, I don't think anyone was saying, you know, go out there and half-ass it, but get out of this game healthy. And I think outside of MVS having a back injury, I'm not sure if we've seen much of an update on that yet. I don't think anyone else had any kind of injury, which is obviously great to see. And, um, yeah, so like like you both said, I mean, the first half, the offense, Rodgers looked great, the offense looked great. I have no real concerns about that. And let's real quick talk about the the new offensive line with Josh Myers coming back in. So it's looking like in the playoffs, barring a change, would be Bakhtiari, Runyon, uh, Myers, Patrick, and then Turner or Kelly, depending if Turner's healthy, which is what I would have done. I would have, as good as Newman has gotten over the last month or two, I would have slid Patrick over, put Myers in at center. I'm happy they did that. Do you anticipate they stick with that for the playoffs, Jen? I do wish there was a way to keep Yash on that line just because he is so deserving of being out there. So I wish there was a way, you know, if you could, like, I don't know his history with right tackle. I would have loved to have seen him maybe take some reps there against the Lions just to, you know, maybe play it out. But, yeah, I think. In college, 99%. His senior season at Virginia Tech, so like, he, started, he started every game at right tackle. That yeah. could be something that you play around with, too, you know, depending on what's going on with Turner. Uh, just because, you know, Yash has been taking a lot of those reps this year, and he's obviously shown that he can play. So, I, I don't know. It's hard to want to see him 
on the bench like yeah at one point you know it's really nice to get Bakhtiari back but I also hate not having Yash out there when I feel like he's better than some of the guys that are on that line yeah no he's he's just been a great story to see to, to watch him grow this entire year being a practice squad guy for the last year or two but I mean, this is kind of interesting. I mean, Lucas Patrick has been good, so I don't think he needs to come out. But Dennis Kelly has been solid at tackle, and Billy Turner was originally signed to play right guard. That would be a different question well, if they were playing this weekend. That would make it completely different because of Lucas Patrick going on the COVID. Oh, list. Like, true. that would make it a very different conversation had they been playing this week. But number one seed, don't have to worry about yeah. it. But would either of you prefer to see this alignment over Patrick? Okay, okay. And then, all right, so that's that. <laughs> but well, if Shut you, that one down. <laughs> we, know, we know Lucas Patrick is going to be one of their starting five guys. Yeah. Matt LaFleur said as much. Like, that's, that's a big-time piece for them. And with that being said, that means you have to play him at center. Josh Myers goes to the bench. Or you can move Patrick to left guard in place of John Runyon, but I think John Runyon isn't going anywhere. Right. He, that's he's gonna stay there. So you got David Boxiari, um, John Runyon, Josh Myers, pretty much pretty much what we named. You're gonna have yeah. right guard Lucas Patrick, which sucks because Royce Newman the last month, maybe month and a half of the season. I mean, he's come on, he's gotten yeah. so much better than where he was at the beginning of the year. So it sucks sending a guy like that to the bench. Same with uh Josh Nyman. But and at right tackle, when if Billy if Billy Turner is is healthy, you play him there at right, at right tackle for the last yeah, for the last two years. He's been he's been so good there. It's so incredible to think, though, that behind our starting five that we saw on Sunday, and let's put Turner in at right tackle, to have Yash, Newman, and Kelly as depth. I mean, and, and, and there's more, but those three as your top three depth with a ton of versatility between the three of them, that's incredible. I don't think there's a more, I don't know if there's a deeper offensive line group in the league. Again, Adam Stenovich, Luke Butkus, incredible job with what they've done with that whole room. Um, and, and maybe maybe Yash Nyman has a future at right tackle. Next season, season after, who knows? Turner, Turner eventually yeah. becomes a possible cap casualty. Yash exactly. could end up at right tackle. And, you know, I was actually going to do a bold prediction for this week, but I just didn't feel risk it. But with the amount of offensive linemen they have and the cold weather in Green Bay, I think we could see a little – Offensive lineman eligible, AJ Dillon in the backfield, let Yash slide out off one of the tackles off a tight end position, catch a touchdown in the playoffs. That'll be fun. We've seen you see some offensive linemen catch touchdowns. Is that your prediction for the divisional round? Is that yeah? Is that I okay. yeah, I'll say it right now. Okay. We will have a divisional round offensive lineman touchdown. I, and I'll go with Yash, assuming it will be him. But uh I was trying really hard to focus on what you were saying, Eli, but this comment was making me laugh too much. So I, <laughs> I was having it's a tough time focusing. Funny. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's your brand. So it makes me laugh. Um, all right. But let's let's take a quick look at Jordan Love. What you uh, guys Everyone's think. just picking on Zach. Oh, this God. is bullshit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Zach, um, we're coming away from that second half. Your thoughts on Jordan Love? <laughs> Sorry, I, I wish I could throw certain comments up on the screen, but you know, like I said at the beginning, I don't have the login information, Jacob. How do you usually do? Don't most weeks you haven't? I do, but some, at some point in the last <laughs> he got signed of weeks, out last week. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened, but anyways. What? Do you have the jug? No. Do you? Have, okay, good. So I have all the power. Love it. Okay, go ahead. Well, me and Aaron. Oh, I thought you were. Great. No, I do. Oh, you do? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I coughed, and I thought you were asking, like, <laughs> do you have oh. it? No, but back, back to the I was like, no, I'm fine. Oh, God. Zach's getting tortured right I now. I know Andrew is in the back. I can't see him. Because again, I'm he's not laughing, in, but I know like he's full body giggling. chuckling at you. Yeah, yeah, like a fucking schoolgirl. <laughs> Anyways, I think the Jordan Love we saw on Sunday was not was not the same Jordan Love that we saw in Kansas City back in November. Yeah. He looked a lot more poised, you know, and, and some of his th- some of the throws, the very few throws that he made, a lot more accurate. He just he wasn't as skittish in the pocket, and I think that also means like. I mean, it's also a credit to like Matt LaFleur because he dialed up some easy stuff for Jordan Love, some, you know, quick hitting stuff that's going to get his confidence up. And, you know, he was playing with confidence. And I feel like that game in Kansas City and what we saw, what we saw at the very end against the Vikings game, uh, against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. And then what we saw at Ford Field, little building blocks yeah. towards the future, small steps. You know, in in the process, like we've talked about this so many times, but this this whole thing is a, is a process. The whole development of a quarterback, and you know, the Packers are are going to be patient along the way. I don't think, as funny and as crazy as it would be, I don't think they're going to trade Jordan Love because of what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers the last two years. But you know, they have a, a competent backup behind them. I don't know if he can win them games. I really don't know. But, um, you know, what we're seeing right now, it's a process, and, and we're at the very beginning of that process, and every single snap that he takes in a meaningful regular season game he's working towards you know possibly becoming something special but these are just these are just small steps in the right direction yeah um i agree it's much like rogers having that one half against dallas in 2007 you're not seeing a lot but you're seeing improvement jen what did you think sorry i was gonna say that too we haven't seen that for what it's worth we haven't seen that type of performance from jordan love yet we hadn't seen anything that makes us yeah that makes us go like hey that's the guy yeah like we saw from aaron Rodgers in dallas you know yeah Yeah, after that season i was pretty confident i mean i i did like Rodgers anyway but i remember just my family in shambles after the far retirement and all i could think about was that second half against dallas saying we don't know for sure but it looked like something real to me and obviously it worked out but uh jen what did you think about love on sunday no, I was going to say he did have that really good drive at the end of the game, which, you know, it could have been a game-winning drive if Lions wouldn't have gone down and scored. But he did put together some uh, really good drives at the end of the game. I just think, you know, like Zach said, it's stepping stones. I fully believe in the the wait and develop instead of, you know, draft a guy and then start him right away. I think that that's kind of unfair to a quarterback to throw him into that situation. We don't see it work out a lot. So, yeah, it sucks that, you know, as an athlete, he doesn't want to sit, I'm sure, but it's really beneficial to his game to, you know, be able to take that time to transition into it. And I also think, you know, I don't I don't think it was a bad performance, but I also don't think that every time Jordan Love steps on that field, we need to make a decision at that point, which a lot of people feel the need to do, where Still it's, you know. Tweets, I see. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, because you're the only person who thinks that, I'm sure. I am um, no, but I will say that I'm not Eli. I don't steal your tweets. Wow, <laughs> no, <bro. laughs> you can't even fight me on that one. <laughs> oh, I could fight everyone on everything, but I was gonna say 
that there were way too many people. Like, you know me, I want Aaron Rodgers to play for the Packers forever. But the amount of those, I mean, there are just people on Twitter that so badly want him to be bad that even if you made a good play, they'll find something wrong with it. Like that throw to Tyler Davis that should have been caught for a touchdown. Yeah. It was it was a nice throw. I mean, I was on the run. He perfect touch. Was it perfect, 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 right in the arms? Maybe not. But it hit Davis in both his hands. It was like he a hair too high. Yeah, a tiny bit, whatever. Not even, because he had to get it over the defender. It was a pretty But also, throw. like, a, you know, a more so starting tight end probably makes that catch. Maybe. Yeah. Davis, ha- Davis hasn't taken a lot of reps either, so you kind of have to put that into consideration as well. I think for, for being on the run and, you know, in the corner yeah. – of, of the end zone that little right by the pylon i mean that was a yeah. pretty goddamn good throw like yeah, you said so not, I, not not perfect but i mean yeah. that's in this in those circumstances from from a second year freaking quarterback who hasn't seen the field that much i mean that's a goddamn good throw and uh, tyler davis needs to make that catch it hits him square in the hands there's no yeah, hit him in the hands that's the most important thing so i went on twitter and i just mentioned you know that was a great throw whatever it was davis should have caught it and I got pretty obliterated in the comments. Terrible throw, terrible <laughs> throw. It was way behind him. It was too high. It was this, it was that. And it's just like, at the end of the day, yes, Jennings would have probably caught it. But he's on the Packers. And whether he ends up being the starter in the future, doesn't end up being a starter in the future. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> okay. You put that up by accident? Yeah, yeah that wasn't me. <laughs> um at the end of the day, he's a Packer, and I just don't get why people would actively root against him. It was kind of like Jen, you know, with, with Kevin King, you know, the way you felt how people were just hoping for him to fail. There's right. no point in hoping he fails. If he ends up on, on another team and you want to hate him, go ahead and you, hate him. You want Jordan Love to succeed because either he's going to be your future or he's trade bait. You want him to be exactly. as good as possible. You don't want he's him strong. to fail. I mean, as just a fan of a person – like you shouldn't root for Jordan Love to fail anyways, but it also is really beneficial for a lot of reasons for him to perform well. So yeah. I don't know. People just live for negativity and it doesn't matter what people do. I mean, he could have gone like 23 for 24 and people would be bad about that one incompletion. It doesn't matter. That's they, only, they want him to fail because they want, they want, why they like they want their stupid opinions and feelings validated because they want to be the ones that say, I told you so. I told yeah. you it was a stupid move to draft him. I told you this, I told you that. They just want to they just want their opinions to feel validated. Yeah. So it, it's it's ridiculous. And you see people like that every single time Jordan Love steps on the field. And like Jen said, like Jen said, like I said, uh, like Jen said, because Zach said <laughs> which I didn't steal that directly from you. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just tugging your tail. Um he there isn't there doesn't need to be some kind of grand proclamation every single time he drops back to throw the goddamn football like yeah. every pass attempt he makes isn't going to be like you know okay well that means he's going to suck he overthrew his guy yeah. through an interception to end the game he's going to be garbage that's terrible yeah. and i'm also not saying he's going to be a future all pro a future hall of famer and the packers are going to have freaking 60 years of going from far to rogers to love that's I'm not saying that, but I mean, like, we just got to be patient. We got to ride this whole goddamn thing out. Yeah. You know, it's so, no, it's so freaking for, early. At for, for me, look, yes. Is it, I'm saying if he never becomes, let's say the starter or becomes great in this, that will we look back at the draft and say, 
what if or this that maybe but it is what it is at this point but yeah but look at how many other like top tier draft picks have gone on and done nothing of course i mean they're busts every single year but but like trevor lawrence is down there playing in jacksonville doing nothing like it put that other comment up please i saw i saw you andrew i saw you put that one up on accident um but no but my point was saying that at, at the very worst if the packers have a serviceable backup it would be the first time we've had that since Matt Flynn. And we saw the value that, that Matt Flynn has had at times. So there's nothing wrong with that if that's what it is. So, again, you know me. I want Aaron Rodgers to play forever. And Jordan Love, if you're a great backup, great. If you're a great trade bait, great. If you end up becoming the quarterback for us and you're good, great. We'll see what happens. Too early to tell. Let's move past that meaningless game and get to some We quick- do also, I mean – Hurts my heart to mention it, but we do also have to mention Devontae Adams becoming the, the lead yeah. receiver in yardage for the Packers. Yes. Devontae is Did not in right? records. Or no, a season. Like season in a season. Yeah. Single season. Yeah. Most catches, most yards in a single season in Packer history. I mean, I, I think Devontae Adams can potentially, you know, not that I want this, but, you know, retire tomorrow and be a Hall of Famer. He's just that good. It's wrong with you. I know. Well, you know what I mean. He's a Hall of Famer. You've got three more wins, Eli. They're fine. Retire in, now. In three weeks, he can retire and and become a Hall of Famer. But either way, um, that's such a mean mean tagline. Hey, I'm happy for him. Jordy texted him right after, so you know we're all happy for him. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not spiteful. You know, it's just one of those things that you know it hurts a little bit, but. I love Devontae, and he's he's very well deserving of it. And it was only a matter of time because he's he's ridiculous. Okay, knock it off, Riley. I don't even want to look at that comment. <laughs> this is this is like that meme, you know, where the guys were in the mask and he's smiling behind but, him, there's tears running down his face. Yeah. Oh, now look who's stealing <laughs> tweets. I posted that exact thing that day. <laughs> oh, I figured I saw it somewhere. Or like the the video where it's like, congratulations. Yeah, and uh, you got it's like me, by the way. Um, there is an account oh called All Reaction God. Vids. By the way, I have I to follow, admit, and that's where I get a lot of my videos. Yeah, from. you coincidentally posted it like not long after. I, I stole. Went. I stole that. Page you act like you're the only buddy who knows any kind of funny meme or I anything didn't, like that. I, <laughs> did. I stole it from you. I didn't know All Reaction Vids, and then I got it from you too. Very good page to follow. So thank you for that. But one last thing before we get to an important ad read, and then we'll get to a few more things after that. Um, Josiah DeGuara, that was a pretty awesome touchdown. I thought he looked – I mean, I know it was a screen, but, you know, he broke a tackle or two. And then I just thought the speed. Like, he had pretty damn – like, I don't know if – I don't know if Robert Tunyon – like, there was a big gap, but he might have been caught on that one. Like, DeGuara – put on some serious speed. Am I wrong? Was he in like the top five fastest miles per hour this week? I think I saw an article. Uh, I was going to say you could look on next, next gen stats next and gen, see. Yeah. According. I don't anything, but. According to uh, my season predictions way back at the beginning of the season. Um, oh yeah. My breakout player was Josiah DeGuara. So boom. So we're gonna get we're gonna look back at our season predictions from before week one, right after Zach hits us with a beautiful R Tech Ventures ad read that I've been waiting personally for two weeks for and I'm really needing it. So I feel like you guys hype this up as like a big joke, and I'm just the only one that's not in on it. 
Like you're pretending well, you're pretending to support me and actually No, like when you weren't here, people missed the ad read. Like people people only it. watch for the ad read at this point. See, look at this. We got our tech going all over the place. Our tech. You know, our tech better fucking pay me. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by Our Tech Ventures. The goal at our tech ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since the year 2020, our tech ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> To infinity and beyond with our tech ventures uh thank you as always our tech for sponsoring this show and as i mentioned right before the wonderful ad read by zach which we all love so much i'm sweating um, prior to week one we had some uh predictions feelings about the season i'll be honest i only glanced <laughs> oh god i'm gonna get tacked for no reason all right either way Oh, I'm um, trying to keep it together. Energy <laughs> and passion. I'm literally sweating. It's ridiculous. Uh, you did oh my gosh. Tech. I don't feel bad about that. But um, awesome. all right. So starting off with our record prediction, me and Jen hit it right on the head at 13 and 4. Zach, I'll be honest. I, I wish you were right because I wanted 14 wins. I did not want to lose. I would have taken the L on that, but. If they just beat the goddamn Lions, then I would have been fucking right on. But or the Saints, or the Vikings, or the Chiefs. Do either of you get frustrated that Amon Ross St. Brown looks like he's going to be a freaking star? And no offense to EQ, I've been a fan of his, but let's just be real. It doesn't look like it's going to be the same way for him. It's very frustrating to me. Hey. I think EQ has a lot more competition, though. You know, Monra has an easier wide receiver room to break out in. EQ has a little bit tougher time. Um, no, Love you, Matt. Matt. Love you, Matt. <laughs> Matt's a smart man. I believe everything he says. Oh, Matt, oh, thank you for coming through, Matt. But yeah, um, look, I, I love EQ. It's just it's hard to see his younger brother do so damn well. Well, when, EQ had injuries too. That kind of. Yeah, and, but I mean, what we're in year four. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to I'm be just saying ass. there was time for other guys to step up. Like, if EQ doesn't get hurt, maybe we don't get Lazard the way that we do. Sure. So, by the way, I mean, can we can we all agree? I mean, I think Alan Lazard is a surpassed MVS, healthy or not, as the clear wide receiver too on this team, in my opinion. Yeah, right. definitely. Everything everything he does, he wins. He win. I mean, he doesn't create much separation, but I mean, he wins his routes with with physicality. His hands I mean, have gotten so he, much better. When he caught that third down pass, that quick slant mm-hmm. with his that was like, and then the week before versus uh, Minnesota when he had that hands catch diving with the with the contact from behind and he held on. He's just showing that he can be relied upon in a lot of ways that he was not necessarily even earlier this year, let alone last year and the year before. But yeah, um, seeing Alan Lazard, Lazard's rise is is pretty awesome. And this is going to be a little, as Zach said, and I copied, off the cuff. But we wanted to you look at son of a bitch. 
yeah. whatever that means you and your california lingo it means all it means off script you're just you're yeah. ad-libbing pretty much you i don't know, think i've ever just... heard that until today and you, you both said it that? i don't well, think maybe so maybe no. living in an igloo you would have heard it <laughs> wow. i don't live in an igloo no there's just... no proof to that. um but we we're gonna go I mean, through, you know, an igloo can't can't nice igloo. even though my igloo would probably have better internet than you my internet's good right now. Is it really not? Right now, um, no, it's fine right now for once. You. Very good. Um, thank you, Mark, in, in the comments. But um, all right, so we're looking back at the season. We'll just do some, you know, I don't know if it's superlatives or not, whatever it is, but favorite game, favorite moment, biggest breakout player, maybe biggest disappointment, just some stuff like that. So, Jen, why don't you kick us off? What was your, your favorite oh, game gosh. of the year to watch? Don't say what I'm going to say. I, I, can't, I can't think. Uh, oh, probably just because I was there. I really like the the Bears Sunday night game um, that, you know, night games at Lambeau. They're just different, especially against a division team like that. I Yeah, that one was just that one was a lot of fun for me for personal reasons. But I don't know I what would. you guys are going to say. I had to think I can't even remember like any of the games. I have such horrible memory. So what happens when we go off the cuff or whatever? I can't think. <laughs> They're tearing Eli's ass up in the comments. I'm just saying. I know. I don't know what I, it's every week, by the way. I get by far the most hate in the comments. Good. You deserve it. I hear that. That's fair. It, it's humbling. Yeah. It is humbling and it's deserved. It is deserved. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach, how about you? Uh number one, I'm seeing some bulls hate in here. Bulls are the best team in basketball right now, so everyone calm yourself. My bulls, yeah. Basketball is stupid. Anyways. It is really stupid. But Zach, what what was your uh, number one game this year for the Packers? The 49ers game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. just the whole, you know, how can you not be romantic about football? The whole last second, you know, heroics. It, it, it was just a good game. It was a good game throughout. And they went back, you know, they went back to Levi Stadium and they kind of, I know they were there last year, but I mean, the 49ers were decimated by injuries. That wasn't even yeah. really, I mean, they were going up against their freaking pra uh, practice squad. So they went back this year. The 49ers are relatively healthy and, you know, they won at the last second. And that's a team that they could end up seeing at some point in the playoffs. The team I do not want to see for the record, which we'll get to. I do not want to freaking see yes, that team. I, I um, but that would have been my answer. But to change it up, I had a close second, and that would be the Arizona game going into Arizona, Thursday night football. Cardinals were undefeated at that point. And, of course, the way it ended, Brazil Douglas just days earlier being a part of the Cardinals practice squad, coming back with the game-winning interception, that kind of set him off into stardom. Um I mean, yeah, we can't get into another Razul Douglas tangent because we could all just keep going because the guy's just been so unreal. But, yeah, I think uh, that would be, if not the 49er game, I think I would go with Arizona. But how about this, uh, Zach, your, your biggest breakout player, someone who really surprised you with his performance this year? I would say, I would say Dean Lowry. Ah, you bitch. You stole both the answers. That was my answer. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we're Eli. We're connected, man. We're connected. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he hasn't been like a game wrecker or anything, but like he is, he has risen to the moment when the Packers like need him to, you yeah. know. And he's, I don't know how many sacks in his last, you know, certain amount of games, but I mean, he's second on the team in sacks right now. Well, no, third. But I mean, guys, that 
other than Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, it's Dean Lowry's right there. He has more than Kenny Clark. He hasn't, you know, as uh, he hasn't affected the game as much as Kenny Clark has, because obviously Kenny Clark is just totally different. But I mean, Dean Lowry, people, uh, he's been in the league since 2016. He cashed in, got that big extension, and then just kind of like fell off a cliff. But I mean, now he's like, I think it was Zach Cruz that tweeted it. Like he's finally realizing that he's a big dude, that he yeah. he has all kinds of power. He's strong and he's using it. And he's like, like he's consistently ending up in the backfield. So. He's yeah. definitely been the most pre- uh, pleasant surprise for me. And and also his his ability to knock the ball down at the line of scrimmage has been underrated. Yeah, he's batted a ton of passes down, yeah. Yeah, batted a ton of balls. Love that. Jen, how about you? Who has surprised you the most this year in a positive way? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with A.J. Dillon. I mean, with Noah Jamal this year, he really stepped up and – you know, not just as a backup to Aaron Jones, he came in and they were like a 1A, 1B tandem. So it was really fun to see him get a lot of reps and both of them go over thousand yards. You know, it's just like that tandem is amazing. But AJ Dillon has really stepped up and not just in the run game, but in the pass game. And he's just become just another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. And it's been a lot of fun to see him go. And I'm excited for cold weather AJ Dillon games throughout the playoffs. Yeah, Dillon has been... Everything we hoped for out of that second-round pick, everyone at PFF can go cry themselves to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) um, For me, which we should probably say. Oh, I don't know. I thought you went already. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was going to say we should mention who we thought, and then oh, who we would say now. So, but after you say yours, well, yeah. So I probably would have went with Lowry, but I'm actually going to go with um, I'm going to go with Eric Stokes. I think to to. For him to do what he did as a rookie, like not only has he, it's kind of been, no one really talks about him, which is a good thing when you're in the secondary, that means you're doing your job. But we've also seen when people do talk about him and it's always positively because of his speed and his, I mean, his coverage, I I mean, as great as, I mean, Jair Alexander obviously is incredible and he's a better player and all that, but I just don't know if I remember seeing someone so consistently being stuck to their guy the way Stokes is. He's like within a yard of his receiver and every play. He might not always make the play on the ball. He needs to work a bit better when the ball's in the air, all that. But he he does not get burnt. He does not get juked out of his shoes. You know, he is just always there. Really, really impressive. And as Jen said, let we could do a quick run through on who we thought our breakout player would be. And I'll kick us off. I had us. I had Rashawn Gary, so I kind of knocked that one out of the park. Because, by the way, no consideration for him at Pro Bowl or anything else. You know, it's one of those things where it's a year too early. I'm sure next year he'll get it. But Rashawn Gary is fully broken out. In my, I mean, he's a star. You see his numbers compared to Zadarius Smith's numbers in 2019. They're nearly identical. We all know what Z did in 2019. So I had Rashawn Gary. Um, I don't know if you guys have your list up. If not, I could say it for you. Yeah, Zach I have the list said, pulled up. Zach said DeGuara. So, Jen, who did you have? I had MVS, which isn't a horrible pick. I think he made yeah. huge strides in his game, too. But, I mean, he missed some time. So, that kind of skews with that a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know if I'd say he was the breakout player, but he's definitely, like, trending upwards. So Yeah, for sure. And then looking at, let's see, um, Let's do one more, and let's go with a with an unsung hero. For ah. 
Um, Mine was Kevin King. Oh, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he did when he had to step up. He did play well. So my faith in Kevin King still rides high. But, you know, I mean, he wasn't out there taking every snap. I mean, unsung hero has to go to probably Douglas. But... We didn't know at the time that we were going to have Douglas. So how would we have ever known? But you I don't know, I'm so proud. I know I should, you know, terrible. What, what was I thinking? But, you know, Kevin King, he had he stepped up when he needed to. And I'm proud of him. Who did I <laughs> somebody do? has somebody has to be. I did, by the way, I'm just reading this now. And I remember so that show where we did our predictions, I actually missed that show. Yeah, that's um, why there's like a thousand notes yeah. on yours. <laughs> so what I did, I did uh, Royce Newman and saying that he would slide into that G spot um, real well. Uh, <laughs> I remember you made a note, like say it exactly like this. Yeah. So, but it worked out. I mean, Royce Newman, it started off a bit shaky, but I think by the end of the year for being a rookie, definitely was, was better than we could have hoped. But looking back at the end of the year, I would probably say John Runyon is the unsung hero, just being as solid and consistent as it could possibly be for a second-year player. You never heard his name. And again, as an offensive lineman, if you're not hearing your name, that means you're doing your job. So that's good. And uh, Zach, who did you have? Well, I mean, you, you tell me. Who did, who did I pick? Oh. You know what? You made Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. That actually would apply because he's the goon. Yeah. He does everything in the running game. If I had yeah. to pick somebody now, yeah, who would you pick now? I would pick Lucas Patrick. Nice call. Um, he had a rough week one, and he was benched for John Runyon. And mm-hmm. uh, what? No, I was agreeing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He was benched for John Runyon, and he kind of didn't have a spot in the lineup until some injuries started kind of piling in. You know, Josh Myers dropped four snaps into that game in Chicago. Four snaps in, sorry. And he stepped in. I mean, he's played left guard, center, and right guard for the Packers this season. And he has played 527 snaps in pass protection, and he hasn't given up a single sack. He's one of two guys, him and Josh Myers, who haven't given up a sack this season. Granted, Myers has played significantly less, so... um. 900, 911 snaps overall for Lucas Patrick. And you don't really see, I mean, he's, he's had his issues in the running game, but in pass protection, I mean, you're not seeing anyone really talk about this guy. He has been, you have not said his name. He has been, he has just been doing his job and he has been doing it really, really well. And I, um, yeah, he's just been really good. He, and it's a testament to obviously Adam Senevich and Luke Butkus and that whole offensive line room. But yeah, Lucas Patrick, definitely. I mean, there's a reason that he is already penciled in as one of the five starters for the playoffs. He is, yeah. he is fantastic. And Matt LaFleur went on a big, big tangent about him uh, yesterday or the day before. And it was the day before, sorry. And yeah, he's just, he's definitely someone that doesn't get enough credit. I feel like kind of people laugh at the whole, like, uh, Lucas Patrick. I mean, Lucas freaking Patrick. There's, he's not David moment, Bakhtiar. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he's not David Bakhtiar. He's not Elton Jenkins. But this guy is as reliable as you need him to be. He's just such a big asset. You know, yeah. with all the injuries they've had, he's been like a constant. Yeah, which in that same regards, you could say Yash is an unsung hero. I mean, you don't have David Bakhtier at the beginning of the year, and then you also lose Elton Jenkins. So you basically have a third string left tackle coming in, matching up with some of the best pass rushers in the league and leaving their names off the stat sheet, basically. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of unsung heroes 
They're really so, are. which is a huge testament to the adversity that this team has faced and how well they've been able to do so. So that that's what makes it fun this year, especially is just all these guys. You know, you get Devondre Campbell stepping up. You pick up Rizul Douglas, and he's being amazing. And you get these second and third string offensive linemen out there producing. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of unsung heroes. It's really hard to just pick one, but I was wrong <laughs> with mine. <laughs> no, but it's definitely true, and. A lot of these guys ended up playing due to injury. And speaking of those injuries, I don't know, forget the Packers. I mean, in my time watching any football, I don't know the last time a team is going to be getting the caliber, the number of people and the caliber of players that the Packers are about to get back healthy, you know, God willing, all that for the playoffs. Looking at David Bakhtiari, who played Sunday, Josh Myers, who played Sunday, Randall Cobb, who could have played Sunday. Zadarius Smith, who's just been cleared practice today for the first time since week one. And then you got Billy Turner, who is looking more and more likely to return for the playoffs. And Jair. And, and of course, yes. And Nua forgets that. There's so many that, yeah. And he also, like Bakhtiari Myers, he probably sure. would have played on, yeah. uh, on on Sunday. You know, he was coming off the COVID list. He only got one practice in, so I understand why they why they sat him. But yeah, that's another guy that's going to be back. So we're looking at six high level players, and a handful of those guys are aren't just high level. We're talking about all pro players coming back right in time for the playoffs. I mean, I just I just you I don't know if you could dream up a better scenario for the Packers. It's almost like an embarrassment of riches. Where do you put guys? We know we've had this discussion many times about Jair, where, what do we do with him? I think we've come to the conclusion of putting him in the slot, the star position, Chandon Sullivan maybe playing a little bit less. My question is, because Zedarius was the biggest question kind of coming into all of this, with him now cleared and looking very possible to be ready for the divisional round, how do you go about lining up that front four, Zach, with Z now back in the mix? You put uh, you put Zedarius Smith back at that that – that rover position where you have him playing kind of like, you know, beside Kenny Clark, you got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the edges, yes. um, Zadarius Smith at the interior, and you let him do what he does best. Pick whichever, what is happening? What are you laughing at? No, I'm laughing because, no, I'm literally laughing because I'm just thinking about a line of Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark, and Rashawn Gary. You're such uh, a goddamn liar. That's not what you're, you're smiling over there. I was. It's just, I really was. It's really? Just it, ma- it made you start giggling? Yes. It's crazy. It just, just made me okay, so but I I have a. Oh, are you not done with your? You can see the comments. No, Jen. As a matter of fact, I'm not. I'm done. sorry. <laughs> then keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power to kick you out of here, and you can't come back in. So I'd watch Do what it. you're saying. Do it. You would be doing me a favor. Kick. Oh. All right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> now we can get to what we really want to yeah. talk about. <laughs> it's a business. Oh, you're back. Anyways, you let him play at that rover position that he's so familiar with, and he chooses whichever gap to attack. And I mean, that's I feel like that's where he's best. And then you can rotate him in on the edge, whoever needs to come out. You know, you so many flexibilities. Yeah, so many possibilities. Yeah, so many flexibilities. So I got I got kicked. So my whole train of thought just kind of got thrown yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> just wait. I was just gonna ask, and this one, just Zach, I wait. actually I'm am sure. taking from. I saw something on your Twitter feed, so I want to ask it just. You know, to both of you, uh, do you think that we see Zadarius play at all? Like, is this just wishful thinking him coming back, or is it ta- just kind of? 
Both of you. Asking Elon. Okay. I mean, either of you can answer. I mean, like I'm talking, like somebody answer it, so I don't look so stupid. I think he starts, you know, starts slow rotationally and whatever. But as long as his back doesn't get aggravated or flare up or anything, I don't see why he doesn't ease himself into the divisional round. We kick whoever's ass it is that we're playing, and then by championship game. I don't think he's going to be playing 80% of snaps, but I think we're going to see him a pretty healthy amount. If you can get 30 snaps from Zadarius Smith in his return, or 20, 20 to 30, whatever, then that's fine. That is totally fine. 20 snaps of Zadarius Smith is totally okay. I think, I think right now, if the medical staff is clearing him to practice, knowing how this medical staff is, and you know they're evaluating him, and he's tweeting all this, all this shit about being back, then I feel like at this point, he has to be fully cleared after all this time. They have to feel comfortable about, about letting him out there. Man, LaFleur is just talking about you know getting him into game shape, make sure, making sure he's up to speed with the defense because he only has 18 snaps in this defense yeah. under his belt from that season opener. So getting him up to speed with the defense and you know the you know a, a live game atmosphere, getting him into football shape, as Matt LaFleur likes to say, that's, that's going to be the biggest obstacle. Not whether or not if, you know, he can stay healthy, just making sure he can withstand the environment of a game, the tempo of a game, how tumultuous it is. Yeah. I only so, asked because I saw your tweet, Zach, about like mentally preparing for like what we saw as his last snap. But sometimes I can't tell yeah. if you're being serious or not. So I didn't know if that was like a joke or if that was a serious like mindset. <laughs> can't always tell with mystery. you. It's the power of mystery. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I had convinced myself the last few months that that was it. That there was no way they were going to let him back unless something crazy, unforeseen happens and he makes these great strides. And apparently, he's done that, so he'll be back. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible to see it. Um, and Zach, I actually was laughing and smiling at the thought of that front four because You're I just a goddamn it's... fucking liar. What could it be? Look at the comments. Nothing to laugh at. I mean, there is. Oh, really? Laugh what is there to laugh at? Really? I know. In the comments, There's a lot going on. The <laughs> first thing on. I see is bring back Clay Matthews. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's funny. Um, I look at I look at the comments. I see Zach. Todd. Let your fans get a quick giggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i was just excited about that front four but i agree yeah i mean i don't think he's gonna be playing a crap ton but he'll be playing enough to get back into a rhythm and then looking at that divisional round let's do a quick look at the wild card rounds so the packers have four possible teams they could face they could play the san francisco 49ers the cardinals the rams or the philadelphia eagles um, all right, of those four teams, I think it is fair to say the least likely they will see is the Eagles. They're playing the Bucks. It is just very unlikely we see the Eagles. So looking at the NFC West, which we are we swept the NFC West this year. We beat all three of those teams in the playoff, uh, not in the playoffs in the regular season. But which team would scare you the most between the Niners, Rams, and Cardinals, Jen? Wait, which which one would I want to see the most? Yeah, which would scare you the most? Which one which would scare me the most? Like terrified. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. They're all kind of almost on like an even playing field aside from the Eagles, which, you know, wild card teams got to be careful with anyways. But I don't know. I, I My gut tells me Rams just because when we first saw them, they were kind of getting new pieces. Like 
Now OBJ has had some time. Von Miller has had some time. So they've got guys who are a little bit more acclimated with that team. I think they're a pretty complete team. Um, Stafford obviously knows the Packers very well. So there could be that kind of vengeance. Um, I don't know. I think I, I'm not like afraid. I just think that they have out of all of them, the most complete team, I'd say. Um, I don't know. I know you guys were mentioning 49ers, but I'm not, I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't scare me too much. So, but I mean, Debo would be a tough guy to cover. So them it'd be more run game. Yeah. I didn't say it was because of Stafford Jacob, but Stafford being <laughs> an, being an average quarterback with really good talent around him. I mean, you kind of look at what we could be dealing with and that's why getting Jair back is super important because if you end up having to play the Rams, you would have uh, Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. So those are important guys to cover. So, yeah, I think Rams would be, in my opinion, the toughest matchup. But I don't, I don't care who comes to Lambeau. They're not – they're packing up and leaving anyways. So Got it doesn't matter. All right. I like the confidence. Zach, how about you? What, what team are you trying to avoid? Definitely the, uh, the 49ers. I know Jimmy Garoppolo isn't shit, but he can make the throws. And that's yeah. sometimes that's all that's the difference it makes. And the 49ers also run the ball really, really well. Packers run defense struggled in the last quarter of the season. And yeah, I just I feel like they're built, they're built to beat the Packers. I'm not saying they will, because obviously playing in the cold is totally different. Like, for example, if the Rams come to Green Bay again for the third time in the last calendar year, Matthew Stafford is going to revert to Tim Rattay. He is yeah. going to be he's no, no. Stafford, um, as Jacob once said. See, I, I would definitely be, be more nice. nervous if we had to go out to San Francisco, just because obviously sure. not very good history out on your guys' side of the, the country. But, I mean, it's a different game having them come here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. You know, I guess what is so. It? Oh. Always with the pen, Eli. <laughs> is what it is. Pen? <laughs> stressed out. All right. What can you say? We're talking about the playoffs. It's a stressful time. But you need to get your shit together, man. Uh, it's far from together. But um, yeah. So you had the Rams. You had the Niners. I mean, the Niners. I'm kind of with you on that. But to to do differently. The Cardinals, I mean, and for one reason only, it's just still the trauma of a mobile quarterback. I know we beat them, and we beat them in Arizona, and we beat them without Devontae. So there is reason to believe we could easily, and they're a dome team coming to Green Bay. We should be able to beat them. But at the same time, Kyler Murray, he just he just scares me. Just when we saw it even against Justin Fields and Tyler Hunley a few weeks ago, you think you have a sack. You think you have a good defense called. And these guys, they just get away from it. And all of a sudden, it's backyard football. And someone just springs open deep. And that's when you get into some trouble. DeAndre Hopkins, I saw, is likely going to miss this week. Could be back next week. So I would like to avoid – I mean, I really want to avoid the Niners. But I would also like to avoid Kyler Murray and his legs. Yeah. I mean, he, he runs like a badass 10-year-old. You know, like he 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 can cause he can cause problems. You know, and I'm surprised that he didn't cause even cause him even more so when the Packers went to Arizona a couple months ago. But yeah, Arizona would be a scary team to play. I feel like there's that advantage of playing in Green Bay, so guys guys like him are kind of slowed down by the cold. You know, so they're not as fast, they're not as elusive, they're not as big of factors. But 
I hope it's not the Cardinals because then that means the Packers will have played every NFC West team in the playoffs in the last three years. Oh. Yeah, I think Cardinals it, are also getting JJ Watt back, which apparently, people who yeah, aren't, people who aren't not, Badger fans probably don't care, but I'm happy for him. So, it, yeah, well, he's a he's a total cornball. So. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson in terms no, of like, don't always, put them always, in the same. I'm sorry, but I mean, isn't Russell Wilson from Wisconsin too? No, well, he played like one year. He went to Wisconsin. He's not from Wisconsin. JJ Watt is like born and raised. I know, but I'm talking about playing college though. So like they went on at Wisconsin. Maybe there's something in the water up there in Wisconsin that just makes him corny as hell. I just feel JJ Watt always knows where the cameras are. Yeah, and he just him and his corny catchphrases. I swear to God, but whatever. (laughs) At least he didn't make some like stupid corny video. Uh, no. He probably will when he's cleared. His, his would be more justified, though. He's missed like the entire year, and he's actually a badass. Where it's like Russell Wilson is just some dork. Like um, Russell Wilson is a dork. There's no doubt in that. And his Mister Unlimited video will forever be <laughs> the most uncomfortable video in creation. Such a bro. Which okay, but the greatest return video ever was obviously David Bakhtiari's. That, that was pretty. Was, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, I like that one. That's like that the funny. kind of stupid corny that's also very well done. Yeah, no, he did it right. He pulled the he pulled the Michael Jordan at the end. The I'm back. And I'm back. Exactly. That's how you do it. Sixty nine just gets it done. That's the bottom line. Um, Come on. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So let's do. We look. We don't. We can't do score predictions for this week. Um, so let's do this instead. Let's do opponent predictions. I know we just said who we don't want to play. But looking at the wild card weekend and the matchups and all that, who do you actually think the Packers do play in two weeks from Sunday or possibly Saturday? I hope it's Sunday, though, please. Um, Zach. I think I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm thinking, Jesus. Oh, I wasn't sure if I you think, were waiting for that. As much as I would love the Eagles to beat the Buccaneers, I just don't think that's happening. I think it's going to be the Rams. I think the Rams come back to Green Bay again for the third time. And, uh, yeah, that's my prediction. All right. That's kind of where I was leaning towards. Why? You say why? <laughs> no, that's not what I say. Are you making fun of me? I don't know. I just I get that intuition from um, I don't know if, you know, Cardinals-Rams, it'll be a really, really close matchup. But I, I guess I see it being one of those two teams i think that you know dallas playing the 49ers i i see i see the 49ers losing that one so i think that we definitely get cardinals or rams and i think that out of that matchup i think rams are the better team so therefore rams um i would i would normally go with 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 both of you on this but matthew stafford simply just cannot win games that matter I mean, it just seems like he can't manage to do it. So unless the Cardinals completely just shit the bed, I think they're going to get out of that game with a win. So I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals. And as much as I don't want to see them, doesn't scare me too much because, like I for all the reasons I said before, we beat them without Devontae in Arizona. But, all right, that those are our predictions for this upcoming wild card week. And, yeah, Packers finish the season. 13 and four the season's far from over but everyone who has been with us through the first ever 18 week nfl season 
We appreciate every single one of you. And we are we are looking forward to keeping that going for the next, what is it, probably about five weeks up until the middle of February when we do our final score prediction for the Super Bowl with the Packers in it, of course. So everyone, before we head out. Well, we have to promote something quickly. Absolutely. Before you sign us off. I'm looking. Yeah, here we go. Right here. Make sure to hit that link. Oh, even better. Forget what I did. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so that is so nice. look at this beautiful merch that you can go and get. Open book. I mean, look, the different colors. You got a hoodie, you got a crop top, you got a crew neck. I have already bought the open book hoodie, and I now have bought two of the open book beautiful people show merchandise. And I'm gonna buy the mug as well. I'm buying all of it. It's all amazing. It's super comfortable. Make sure to get it for yourself. Get it for your loved ones. Everyone will enjoy it. And until next week, everyone, enjoy the bye week. Best team in football, number one seed. Enjoy watching football that doesn't fully matter, the Packers, and rest up. We'll see you next week, everybody. Oh, and real quick, sorry, before we go, make sure to follow everybody. Yeah, just out of it today. I missed the Worst sign-off of the year. Yeah, easily. Follow Jen on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. Make sure to follow Andrew at Mertens underscore Andrew. Zach at It's Zachariah J. Where you'll find many memes that I still don't fully understand. And myself at Book of Eli underscore FL. Zach, you post a lot of confusing pictures of animals, cats mostly. Like what? Like what? Name one. Every time you post something, it's like a cat either crying or smiling, or it's that's, like that's that's Jen. <laughs> oh well, either way, I try to follow it, but it's I because I relate to sad cats these days, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Zach. Wrong. It's like I, I, Zach posts the memes where it's like like Horton hears a little bitch and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> like those well, kinds yeah. of like aggressive, yeah, edited. <laughs> Exactly. Um, the, I'm ready. Or, or Zach, is, yeah, like that what is, meme. What is that the Scooby Doo one? Oh, the Scooby. Oh, I'm ready one. to die and go to die. hell. Yeah, <laughs> ready to die and go to hell. Exactly. That's a. Anytime game. something negative happens in a game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope we do not see Scooby Doo for the next month plus. On you will. Yeah. I don't want to see Scooby Doo till like March. Well, you will. Uh, I'm letting you know right now. Now I'm hungry because I'm thinking about Scooby Doo. But okay. Everyone, thank you for tuning in, everybody. What's with this guy? Because he eats a lot of food. Um, oh, my God. Go, make sure to check out the Freezer podcast every single week here on Game on Wisconsin on Monday. Oh, we don't have the ad. We don't have the ad. We don't have the ad. I was lying. If don't, you were don't. in here like four here. minutes before the show started, you would have known that. But No, that was my bad. I, was I, don't, I don't associate myself with these people, by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just here. I'm a guest. Yeah, Zach's ready to die and go to hell. We'll see you all <laughs> next week, everybody. Enjoy the bye week. Go, Pat, go. <laughs> what do you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk oh, every once in a while. He was already here right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers?